Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to go over some of the pros and cons of a diatomaceous earth filter and pretty much give you an overview of D filters. If you're new to D filters or if you're thinking about changing from one filter type to another, I'm going to try to cover as much as I can about D filters in this podcast. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open 7 days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's Referral Program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Also receive priority service, enhanced rebate programs, a discount on your general liability insurance through SPA, a discount on your pool riding software through Skimmer, and an opportunity to co-brand with Leslie's on your social media, website, truck, and more. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. I think real quick, the reason why they call them DE filters is because they require diatomaceous earth. And I'm going to cover mainly the main type of DE filters here. There are bump DE filters, which are not really popular in my area, mainly for above ground pools. There's also the quad type cartridge DE filters, and I'll cover that in a separate podcast. But mainly the diatomaceous earth filters are the grid type. You may have their vertical grids usually. Most of the other uh, type of D filters they don't make anymore or they're not as common. StayRite still makes a, I guess, a horizontal kind of filter. But the vertical grid are the grids in an 8-grid configuration inside the filter. And the reason why they take diatomaceous earth is that it kind of coats the material or the fabric of the grid. And this is what traps everything that goes into the D filter. It kind of acts like a coating on there. And of course, this is what gives the diatomaceous earth filter such a great filtration micron, which could be as low as three microns, you know, two to three microns. I think it's two to five microns. But anyway, these this filter is going to filter down to the smarter, smallest particle because of the way it's designed. So basically, the water will enter the filter. And, you know, when you're, I'll just say, let's say you're vacuuming the pool and dirt is being pulled into the filter and you know, as it hits the grids, all the dirt is going to stick to the outside of the diatomaceous earth, and then all the clean water is going to flow in back to the filter, and that's kind of how it works. And this is why when you take off the lid of a D filter, it looks so filthy because all that dirt and algae has stuck to the diatomaceous earth on there. But if you hose it off or if you scrape it with your finger, you're going to see that the layer that's nearest to the grid is actually not that dirty. It's maybe a darker gray but when you first put the diatomaceous earth powder in, it's white. Then it turns, you know, different shades of gray, even to a really dark, dark brown, depending on how much dirt. It could be a green color, depending if you have algae that you vacuumed up in the filter. And so everything just stays on these grids. And that's the, definitely the great thing about diatomaceous earth filters. It will give you the clearest and the best water quality out of all the filter types. But this comes at a price, and that price is that they're difficult to clean. They can be very messy to clean, 
And if one of the grids has a problem, the diatomaceous earth can go directly back into the pool. You can also use an alternate filter media. You can use the Paralite, which is kind of like DE, but not quite. It's more powdery, and it's more environmentally friendly. Diatomaceous earth is basically like the skeletons of dead sea creatures, and there is a carcinogen hazard to that. It's considered an industry industry hazard in, in the United States. So if you look at the back, it's going to say that if you inhale large amounts of diatomaceous earth, it could cause lung problems. And this is a silicate inside there. It gets in your lungs and it could cause problems, even cancer. So I recommend wearing a, you know, N98 mask when you're using diatomaceous earth to protect yourself. Because again, what they mean, what they mean by an industry hazard is that if you're using this, like if you're doing 40 or 50 filters every six months and you're using a lot of diatomaceous earth, you're considered in that category because you're using large amounts of it versus a homeowner that's maybe doing his filter, you know, twice a year. He's not using tons of diatomaceous earth like you're using. So take precautions in that regard. Paralyte, again, is a lot safer for you and it's probably better for the environment in the long run. And then you have the cellar pool, the low dusty E, which I really like. And this is a great way to use diatomaceous earth. But since it's a low dust formula, you're not going to have that powder everywhere. And then there's, of course, um, other kind of diatomaceous earth type medias you can use. I just don't use those. I just use either straight diatomaceous earth or paralyte in my filters. I won't use like zero light or something like that. I think that's what it's called. So definitely the drawback with diatomaceous earth filters is that you have to put the DE in there to coat the grids. And again, this could be messy. When you clean a DE filter, you're going to find residue of the powder just about everywhere for two or three weeks later. And if you do pool service, you're definitely going to get customers that are going to complain about it. I've had several of those over the years where you think you cleaned up the area really good and got everything cleaned up. And then lo and behold, you go back there the next week and you see this white powder everywhere. You're like, oh, what happened? You know, you must have missed some areas. Well, you do miss a lot of areas because it gets everywhere. So that's one of the drawbacks. And I think the main drawback is the diatomaceous earth you have to add to the filter to give the D filter that great clarity and micron filtration rating. So all four of the major manufacturers use a top manifold type vertical grid D filter. So if you have a Pentair FNS Plus, you have an old American product filter, it's pretty much the same thing. Hayward, Jandy, and Waterway. So on top is a manifold and eight grids underneath, sit underneath the manifold in a pattern, a circular pattern. And this is problematic for many reasons because, you know, the clean them is a pain. You have to take them, you know, you can either take them out one by one and put them back in one by one. You can either take the whole manifold, top and bottom, and the grids and pull it out of the filter intact, which can be a little heavy. Or you can take it apart and clean all the grids out. Or you can just hose it off in the filter tank, depending on how you're set up to have that filter cleaned. But regardless, that configuration can be mind-boggling, to say the least, especially if you take the filter apart without kind of noting where all the grids go. Now, I think some of them have markings. Pentair, I think the bottom manifold at least has some kind of drawing or, or, or an attempt at a schematic there. But nonetheless, it's basically... A difficult thing to put back together in a lot of cases once you take it apart and it can be frustrating. I think the top manifold is something that should have been on the bottom 
And I think the Pentair, you know, 4000 series definitely is the better D filter overall if you're going to go with vertical grids because that manifold is on the bottom versus the top. And the Pentair 4000 series, or if you have an older stainless steel 2000 series tank, I think those are the easiest D filters to clean. And I really like that design. I wish the other manufacturers would have kind of went with that design, but they didn't. And so you have to deal with the top manifold and kind of all the pain and suffering that goes with that. Um, the backwash valve, by the way, of the 4000 series is on the bottom of it. And sometimes it can be very stiff to move because there's a rotor on there. One thing you can do, this looks awkward, but you can actually get on your hands and knees and use your foot, you know, kind of face it with your back towards it on your knees. Take one of your feet or one of your foot. I don't know how to say that correctly. I guess I'm running in trouble. I'm getting in trouble here with my grammar and push on it with your foot until it opens. And this gives you kind of more leverage to kind of get that backwash to move. Now, if you're doing this and you can't get it to budge at all, I would say don't force it because then you may not be able to close it again. But generally speaking, if you get on your knees and you push it with your foot, you can get it open and just make sure the customer's out there watching you do this. It looks kind of awkward. So yeah, I told you I would give you like a lot of details on DE filters, and this is one that you'll run into, of course, with the 4000 series. Now, the other filters use either a multi-port backwash valve, which isn't really popular in California, or the push-pull piston valve, as we call it, and those are a lot more popular. Now, the multi-port backwash valve is definitely handy because then you have like a vacuum the waste mode, but they can have problems because the spider gasket gets all bent out of shape and gets torn, and then you have the ports not activating or not closing the way they're supposed to, and you can have water leaking out of the backwash, or you can have dirty water getting into the pool. So they have some drawbacks there. The piston backwash, I think, is the most popular, and basically... You kind of grab the top of the piston, turn it, and then pull up on it. Now, these can be really difficult sometimes if the O-rings expand in there, which happens a lot. And so you won't be able to pull them open or get them to close. Now, of course, the best thing you can do is take that piston. There's a ring on the back wash. Open it up. Pull the piston out. Change those O-rings. Sometimes you can't get the piston out. Sometimes the handle will break off. And sometimes it's just better to change the whole piston, especially if it's getting old. And it's not that expensive to put a whole new piston in there, but they can be problematic for that respect. Sometimes when you close them, water will leak out the backwash while the pool is running, and that means that it's not closing all the way. And so again, it's those two O-rings inside the piston that need to be changed out. And they're all basically the same. Pentair, Hayward, and some Jandy filters and waterway all make the same piston. And so once you see one and learn how to operate it, all the rest are the same. Same thing with the multi-port valves. Once you use one multi-port valve and see and have seen it, you're going to notice all the rest are very similar to each other as far as functionality and how they work. And so the backwashing ability of a DE filter is super handy. You know, if the typically if the filter pressure gets up by 10 psi, you want to backwash a DE filter. So let's say that when you clean it, the psi is at 20. And so when that gets to 30, and this is within a six-month period, I should say, when it gets to 30, you want to backwash the filter. And you can backwash it in a couple of ways. I kind of like sometimes to give it a quick backwash and then a full backwash at the same time to kind of loosen everything. So what I normally do is I turn the pool off. I'll open up the backwash piston. I'll turn the pool on for about 15 or 20 seconds. I'll turn the pool off again. 
push the back wash piston down, turn the pool on, let it run for about a minute, and then I'll turn the pool off again, or actually less than a minute, 30 seconds. Then I'll turn the pool off again, pull the back wash piston up, and then turn on the pump, and that will backwash it for, then I'll backwash it for a minute, minute and a half. That seems to do a good job of loosening up the stuff on the grids. And you may open up the piston sometimes and just clean water comes out. That may indicate that the filter is really dirty and the DE is really compacted on there. Or you may want to do my little trick backwash. Again, you'll turn off the pump, pull up the backwash piston, turn it on for about 15-20 seconds, turn the pump off, push the piston back down, turn the pump on again for about 30 seconds, turn it off, pull the piston back up, and then backwash it for about a minute and a half by turning the pool back on. And that seems to do the trick. Now, I don't usually backwash a filter more than twice in between doing a full cleaning. And this is a six-month period of time where I'll clean the D filters. And so let's say I'll clean the filter in March. And then maybe in May, I'll do a backwash if I need to. Again, only if the PSI goes up from 20 to 30. Sometimes if it's at 25, it's still okay. You may want to backwash it, but typically 10 PSI is your indicator. And then I may do another backwash in August or something. But, you know, you don't want to do too many backwashes because the process kind of wears out the grids. And typically, you want to clean the filter every six months. And if you do that, you're not going to get too much dirt in there to where it, you know, compacts the filter or causes a lot of problems with the high PSI. Now, one thing to note about the filters is that if there's any algae in the pool and you vacuum it up, the algae will stay on the grids and this becomes problematic in a green pool cleanup, or if you get a lot of algae, you know, during the season, and it coats the grids, that doesn't really come off the grids, especially even in a backwash. You may get some green water at first, but most of that will stay on the grids itself. I'm not sure why that happens, but the algae doesn't come off to the as well as dirt, and so you'll have to take it apart. So if you if you backwash your filter, and a week later the PSI goes back up by 10, that's a good indicator that number one that, you know, you have to replace the grids, especially if they're three to four years old. Or number two, you may have some algae coating the grids, and you may have to take it apart and clean it, especially if you had algae in the pool, they had vacuumed up. And so those are kind of the indicator that the backwash is not going to work. And you take the filter lid off, you may see that the DE is green. Don't be alarmed because that's just the algae that was on in the pool on the DE itself. Hose it off really good, and you're in good shape. Now, I mentioned that another reason when you backwash and the PSI goes back up within a week is that the grids are old. This is a good indicator is of the grid age is basically, you know, if any of the frame is cracked in there or if, again, you backwash it or you clean the filter and the PSI raises rapidly, really quickly, that indicates that the grids are bad. I mean, if you put too little DE in there, that could have the same effect. So refer to your filter chart of how much diatomaceous earth to put into the filter. And by putting too little DE in there, that could cause the same kind of symptoms. But generally speaking, if you charge it with the right amount of diatomaceous earth, that symptom is because the grids are old. If you took over an account, you don't know how old the grids are. You can kind of tell the age just by, you know, this coloration of the grids or the shape of them. If they're like a, you know, yellowish white color, or if they don't come clean after you wash them, then the grids are probably really old and you have to replace them. So I like to replace the grids every three or four years, all eight of them. And you can replace them a little if they crack here and there, but replacing all the grids is probably um, a better idea. And that keeps the filter 
running a lot more effectively when you change all eight grids at the same time. And last, if there's any tears in the grids, you definitely want to replace them as soon as possible. How can you tell if there's a tear in the grid? You're going to see diatomaceous earth back in the pool. How do you know it's diatomaceous earth? It'll be like a gray or a light brown or a light white color. Not light white, I guess a gray or a lighter gray color. And this will be on the bottom of the pool. It's going to be a fine powder. Kind of like, you know, if you've ever been to one of those really nice beaches where it has white sand, that's kind of what the D looks like on the bottom of the pool with a little bit of gray mixed into it. Now, of course, if the filter hasn't been cleaned in a while, it may be a darker color, but typically that's where you're going to see. You can test it very easily. Just get your D scoop, put, you know, fill it up with DE, and then have the pool running and pour it into the skimmer. And if, if the DE shoots out the return line, you definitely have a leak in there, and that's a good way to test it. Of course, another way to test it is to turn the pool off, um, you know, wait a few minutes and then turn it back on. And typically, DE and dirt will shoot back out the return line. And then you know that it has a DE leak. And check the grids for a leak. Check the top manifold on top. Check the air bleeder. Either it's a little kind of thimble thing or it's a piece of cloth. Check to make sure that's intact. And then you want to check the bottom of the top manifold also because sometimes it cracks there. Check the top of the grids to make sure there's no cracks there. And then last, you want to check the stem O-ring. So pull the manifold off the stem. And there's a little black O-ring that sits there. Make sure that's intact also. Those are all areas where DE can leak back into the pool. I know I didn't spend a lot of time about the amount of DE to put in there. But real quickly, you can definitely refer to the manual. But if I'm doing a 48 square foot filter and I'm using the smaller scoop, there's two scoops. I know it makes it confusing. But there's a bigger orange scoop, and then there's a smaller regular Aladdin size scoop. And the scoop's about half a pound of DE. But if you have the larger scoop, it's actually one pound of DE. So there's where some there's some confusion. Most people will use the smaller Aladdin scoop, which I use, um, but I do have the large scoop also. So these measurements will be for the smaller Aladdin scoop. And I kind of go a little lighter than the manufacturer recommendation. So if I have a 48 square, if I have a 36 square foot filter. I'll put six scoops in. They call for more than that, which is about three pounds. If I have a 40 square foot filter, I'll put eight scoops, which is four pounds. And if I have a 60 square foot, I'll put 10 scoops, which is five pounds. And the reason I go lighter, it seems to be more effective in the filter. And then if you're going to backwash it one or two times during the season, you're going to recharge it with two or three scoops, you know, two to four scoops of DE. And so that's going to add more DE to it. But I find it runs better lighter than heavier. And I've done both and I've experimented with more DE and the lighter amount seems to provide for better filtration. But you can definitely use the manufacturer recommended dosage, which would be 10 scoops for 40 square foot and then 12 scoops for a 60 square foot, which is about one more pound than what I put in. So I think you're splitting hairs at that point, but I definitely would recommend putting the right amount of diatomaceous earth in the filter or close to it. That way you don't run into the problem that I mentioned earlier where the PSI rises rapidly because you have too little DE in the pool. And so would I recommend a DE filter if you're on the market for a filter, let's say you're having a pool built, or if you want to change out your sand filter or if you have a smaller cartridge filter, and should you go with the DE filter? I would say that my preference is going to be a cartridge filter. And for many reasons, number one, it's easier to clean. Number two, a cartridge filter will give you a lot more square footage or filtration area. The drawback, of course, is you can't backwash it. 
But if you have a 60 square foot D filter and you go to a 450 square foot cartridge filter, you've just multiplied your filtration square footage by, I don't know, six, five or six, what is that, seven? I got to do my math better here. Over seven times filtration area. Uh, so basically you've increased your filtration area dramatically. And you'll notice this with the pool flow right away when you go from a D filter to a cartridge filter. So that's one reason why I would probably lean towards a cartridge filter. You get more square footage. And then you don't need to mess with the diatomaceous earth. A lot of areas are actually regulating the filters out because of the diatomaceous earth. So you may not even be able to get one put in if you have a pool built. And they'll go straight to cartridge at that point. Another problem with diatomaceous earth is that a lot of cities regulate cleaning the D filter in the street. So in California, which I don't know if it, it kind of goes with the rest of the country, but California is what I call the nanny state. And so they're regulating everything. But in most of the cities in my area, if they find diatomaceous earth or you're cleaning it in the street and it goes into the sewer system, you're going to get a fine. And this fine, believe it or not, can be as high as $10,000. And so that would be very problematic, I think, if you get hit with a ticket like that. So you definitely don't want to be cleaning a D filter in the street. And many areas will fine you for that. And there's a lot of, I think, things that go into that fact of why they fine you for putting DE into the sewer system. But basically, you just don't want to do it. And the mess factor, I think, is the biggest thing for me. You know, I don't mind spending an extra five minutes closing off the cartridges as long as it's not, you know, the mess that you have to deal with with a D filter. And you don't have the same kind of problems with DE going into the pool and clouding up the water and, and making a big mess because the cartridges rarely will tear in the cartridge filter. And even if it does have a tear in it, it's just going to be dirt going back in and not a bunch of DE powder. So there is that advantage of the cartridge filter. And DE is just harder to clean, I think, in most regards with the top manifold, with the grid configuration. It's just much easier to use a cartridge filter. Now, the only reason, the only area that I would recommend a DE filter over a cartridge filter is like the high desert or an area where you get a lot of dust in the pool because you can't backwash the cartridge filter. So you're going to have to clean it more often. But, you know, that's kind of one of those things where maybe you want to go with a cartridge still and clean it more often because of the fact that it's not as messy. But in most areas where you get a lot of heavy dirt and dust, I would say DE or a sand filter is better than a cartridge. But I think other regions or most of the areas can do better with a cartridge filter. And I know there's a few old school guys out there or gals that are be like, you know, I don't, DE is the only way to go. Cartridge is crap. You know, I've, I've heard that before. But, you know, when you start using cartridge filters and putting them in, you're going to find this really pleasant around the filter cleaning time to have a lot of cartridge filters on your route. They do work really effectively if you get the right size cartridge filter. I'm not talking about one of those single bullets. You really want to install a full-size cartridge filter, which is a 320 square foot or greater cartridge filter, because then you're going to really maximize your square footage. You don't want to be cleaning them as often. And they may not need, you know, the backwashing. I said was a drawback. But with a 450 square foot cartridge filter, you're not going to need to backwash it very often um, because you can't, of course, but you wouldn't need to backwash it very often if you could because of the square footage. So I would say that a D filter, I would not usually choose it over a cartridge filter in just about every single circumstance. I would go with a cartridge filter, uh, but diatomaceous filters do have their benefits. Again, the micron rating, you can't really tell difference anymore with the, you know, the four cartridge filter versus a D filter as far as the water quality. And I think definitely, you know, the 
There's a lot of factors of why they went with DE filters back in the day. In my day when I was cleaning DE filters, they had separation tanks. Now, this was the worst thing in the world because not only do you have the extreme mess of the DE filter, but when you backwash it, it goes into this tank, this small little tank. And you may see one still on your pool route or an older account. So there's a smaller tank next to the DE filter. So all the DE goes into this separation tank where there's like this mesh bag in there. And then you got to pull that out. And then you it's just a total mess. I don't even want to talk about it. But basically, you know, the DE filters were the only way to go back then because that's, that was a technology. Now with the cartridge filters, you definitely want to use them. It's be kind of like having a flip phone, although now they have the fold-out phones. But if you had, if you go into the Verizon store and they had flip phones and they had a regular smartphone, you wouldn't go get a flip phone because that's kind of outdated. That's how I kind of see D filters versus cartridge filters, and not including the quad type cartridge D filters, but the regular grid ones. I see that as more outdated technology, and so by getting a D filter, you're kind of buying a flip phone instead of the smartphone when you go to the Verizon store or the AT&T store. And I think if you're going to get a D filter, I definitely would go with the quad type D filters, which I'll probably cover in more detail in another podcast, which I've covered before in previous podcasts. So you can find one of those also. But D filters do have their benefits. And of course, they have their drawbacks, which I've kind of covered here in this podcast, I think thoroughly. So if you're looking for more podcasts that I've recorded on filters, you can definitely go to my website, swimmingpoollearning.com on the banner. On, there's a podcast icon. Click on that. That'll take you to a drop-down menu. There's actually a search box. Just type in filter, and that'll take you to all the podcasts I recorded on pool filtration or filters. And you can listen to those at your leisure. And if you're want to, if you in the industry and you want to enhance your business, definitely check out my coaching program at poolguycoaching.com. A lot of great benefits for joining there, including a discount on your general liability insurance. Again, you can learn more at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.